What's up, everyone? This is Anthony Pompliano. Most of you know me as Pomp. You're listening to the Pomp Podcast, simply the best podcast out there. Now let's kick this thing off. In today's episode, Will Clemente couldn't join me for our weekly sit down. So instead, I just break down all of the charts that he put together. We try our best to go through the on-chain metrics and explain what the hell is happening with Bitcoin and why has the price been falling. I hope that you enjoy this and please bear with me as obviously I'm nowhere near as astute in these metrics as Will, but I'm doing my best to keep up. So before we get into this episode, though, I want to quickly talk about our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Exodus, the world's leading desktop, mobile and hardware crypto wallet. They offer beautiful, user-friendly blockchain products that sync across all of your devices, making it easier to send, receive, and exchange over 150 or more crypto assets in one place. And with world-class customer service available to you 24-7, Exodus always has your back. But the fun doesn't stop with staking and trading. They recently launched a new NFT marketplace where you can buy and sell your favorite NFTs on the Solana network. By partnering with the popular NFT platform Magic Eden, they're offering the full Monty on verified collections with more added every single day. Ready to check it out for yourself? Run, don't walk, over to exodus.com slash pomp for your free download today. Again, if you want the world's leading desktop, mobile, and hardware crypto wallet, go to exodus.com slash pomp today. This episode is brought to you by MyBookie. It's the moment you've been waiting for. The NFL playoffs are here, and with MyBookie, you can take home your biggest wins of the season thanks to their double deposit bonus. To get you kickstarted with crypto, use my promo code POMP to double your first crypto deposit at MyBookie. MyBookie accepts well-known cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum, so you can bet and withdraw crypto. Now that you've loaded up and ready to go, it's time to place your bets with no regrets and get your wins when it matters most. If you're torn about where to place your first bet, listen up, because I'm going to give you a push in the right direction. Before the playoffs kick off, wager on your pick to take home Super Bowl 56. The field is wide open this year, so head to my bookie and back your team to go all the way this postseason. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit of up to $1,000 by using promo code POMP. Head to my bookie, place your bets, and get ready for the unmatched intensity of playoff football. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Anthony Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of him and the guests on his podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Will Clemente can't join us today, so instead you got me. And we're going to go through all the on-chain metrics that Will put together. We're going to talk through why the hell is Bitcoin's price crashing? What the hell is going on? Well, first and foremost is that Bitcoin has now hit an all-time high correlation to NASDAQ. The reason why that's important is because there is not necessarily a catalyst on the horizon that is going to lead to more inflows into Bitcoin as an asset. And so Bitcoin is at the mercy of risk-off assets for the time being. As those risk assets get sold by Wall Street and other types of investors due to the Fed's interest rate hikes that are believed to be happening in 2022, Bitcoin is also being sold off. If you look around in your portfolio and you are a professional investor, if you're an institutional investor and you say to yourself, I need to get back into some sort of value stocks or I need to get into more conservative assets, you're going to sell your technology stocks, you're going to sell Bitcoin, et cetera. That may be different than what Bitcoiners themselves who treat Bitcoin as a reserve asset are doing. But what we see is that 
on Wall Street, in many of these institutions, we are seeing that they are treating Bitcoin the same as NASDAQ. And you see that directly with the all-time high of Bitcoin and NASDAQ correlation. So pretty incredible to see that there. Now, of course, Bitcoin continues to fall as well. And so if we look at Bitcoin's net realized profit loss, exactly what are people doing? Are they selling at a loss or are they selling at a profit? Well, what the Blockware team has looked at is that capitulation seems to be slowing for now, meaning that there's a decreasing amount of losses being realized. And what you can see here is that that red, whenever it is very, very deep below the $0 line, people are selling at a loss. But as we see a recovery back towards zero, it means less and less people are selling at a loss. And so at the end of December and into beginning of January, there was tons of people selling at a loss. But now we are returning back to zero, kind of a break-even point. And usually that ends up meaning that we'll go back to anyone who sells after we've crossed back over zero, it's all at a profit. So paying attention to this is important because ultimately capitulation happens. When somebody holds an asset, it goes down. And rather than hold until it comes back, they simply capitulate. They say, I'm done. I'm just willing to sell it at a loss. I'm going to go invest my money somewhere else. So capitulation seems to be slowing for now. If we then look at the percent supply in profit, you can see that that is only around 70% or so. You can see right here in this chart. And so that is about the same level that we saw over the summer when we actually bottomed out before having a massive recovery. Again, that does not mean that we are going to get an exact repeat of that drawdown. But in March, April, and May of 2021, we were up in the 50, 60,000 uh, mark of Bitcoin. We then drew down from that point more than 50% down to about $30,000 or so. And then, of course, that percent supply and profit was hovering just under 70%. It then led to a massive move back all the way up to the all-time high of $69,000. Well, now as the price has sold off again, where do we find ourselves? We find ourselves again right back below 70% in terms of the percent of Bitcoin that is in profit. And so it's an important level to understand as you think about what could happen next. And then, of course, if we look at the whales, what the hell are the whales doing? Well, there's still a lack of large buyers. What do we mean? The whales on chain, those entities with over a thousand Bitcoin, they simply are not buying in any material way. It's basically just going sideways. You can see here with this green line, the holders of, or the whale holders, they simply are just going sideways. So even though price is going up and down, we still are just seeing sideways movement. In order for us to see a material move in price upwards, what you can see is that usually there's an uptick in whale activity. The whales start buying and then price follows. Of course, it's a finite supply asset. And if there's an increase in demand, then that leads to an increase in price. But while we are watching, the whales simply just going sideways. It means that we shouldn't expect to see any material price movement upwards until we see an uptick in that whale activity. And then if we go and we look at the future, start looking at some of these derivatives, the more exotic products, what you can see is that the three-month basis for futures is down roughly 6%. It means that you can long the spot market and short the three-month Bitcoin futures contract, and you'll capture approximately a 6% annualized yield. That is far from the 45% yield that you were pulling in last spring, but it beats 0.6% that you can get from a one-year treasury bond. Will just absolutely crushing it on this analysis. And so as you see that drawdown, all the way back from April and May of last year, up around 40, 45%, as we've come down, now sitting around 6%, it just 
deters some of the interest that we were seeing in Q1 and Q2 of last year. And so again, that doesn't mean that the interest won't return. It doesn't mean that the interest is gone forever. It just simply means that right now, if you go ahead and you pull on this cash and carry trade, which you basically are pulling is about 6%, but you at one point were pulling 45%. It's important to understand why some people may be allocating or not allocating to the actual market. And then ultimately, if we go ahead and we look at the weekly close, as Will points out, there's still three days left before that weekly close. And a weekly close below 40K leaves no clear levels of support before the the $30,000 area. And so ultimately, as you look at this here, you can see we had rolled all the way up about $60,000 or so, and then we crashed in May back down to around $30,000. That $30,000 level ended up serving as a really, really strong support. From there, then what we got was a rally all the way back up to $69,000, and now we've come back down below forty. dollars So ultimately, that weekly close is going to be really important. Do we close above $40,000, or do we have the weekly close below $40,000? If it is below 40,000, there's a high likelihood that we could see something in the low 30,000s. Again, nobody knows the future. History does not serve as a predictor of the future. But what we can do is we can look at how this asset has behaved previously. Now, one of the things that I'm personally very interested in is the idea that Bitcoin specifically is a volatile asset in U.S. dollar terms. We saw over six different times in 2021 where Bitcoin drew down more than 20%. There was a 50% drawdown in Bitcoin's price in 2018. There's a 50% drawdown in Bitcoin's price in 2020. There's a 50% drawdown in Bitcoin's price in 2021. And now that we're seeing a sell-off of Bitcoin in 2022, just understand this is not new. You don't have to panic. You don't have to freak out. What you do have to understand, though, is exactly how this asset performs and understand as best you can as to why it's performing the way that it is. A lot of folks over the last two years or so that previously didn't hold Bitcoin, that work at large Wall Street institutions or the institutions or organizations themselves, they started to adopt Bitcoin, started to buy it, and they thought that they were long-term holders. But they treat the asset like a risk asset. And so as they fear the Fed's interest rate hikes, that that cheap capital become more expensive in the market and that some of the unleashed demand will actually dry up a little bit, they start to sell those risk assets. They rotate their capital from risk on to risk off. They want the value stocks. They want the value investing. They want the conservative investments. They want to risk mitigate. And so if you're on Wall Street, if you're an institution, if you're a large asset manager, Bitcoin to you is the most risky thing you own. You're a seller. You're not trying to hold it. You simply treat it like a growth stock or a tech stock. But Bitcoiners, those are, in my opinion, the most important people because we just hit an all-time high in Bitcoin holders that have a Bitcoin address with a balance of at least 0.01 Bitcoin. It's an all-time high. Bitcoin miners, the hash rate, just hit an all-time high. The underlying fundamentals, the Bitcoin natives, they're undeterred by the price movement. In fact, they're continuing to stack sats. They're continuing to secure the network. And ultimately what we have is we have price completely diverging from reality of the Bitcoin fundamentals. And over a long enough period of time, price and fundamentals have to meet again. The question is just what's going to happen between now and then, and how long will that take? So I hope that you guys enjoy this, and we'll continue to keep looking at the data. Will will be back next week, and my guess is he's going to have a bunch to update us on. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed this one. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. 
And if you're looking to try to transition to get a new job in the Bitcoin or crypto industry, we've got you covered. Head over to pompscryptocourse.com. We've developed a curriculum with the top teams across the industry. It's a three-week intensive training program with over 50 events packed into that three-week time period. Go to pompscryptocourse.com to learn more, and I'll meet you guys for the next episode.